AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Hello and welcome to AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Bart Welch. And my name is Emil Freund. G'day everyone, welcome to the show. We have some very special news tonight. We are joined on the pod by the man himself, unofficial Essendon ambassador, Mm -hmm. it's Mr. Alex Mansell, everyone. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hi. Uh, Unofficial, very much so. Don't even think I've ever been a paid-up member, but <laughs> but he's our man at the ground at the hangar. He's Rep our man in the hangar. Heart. He's the you man bet. in the hangar. Yeah, he's the air traffic controller up in Tullamarine, <laughs> <laughs> and it's our first first guest in four years of the show. So it's a very momentous. special, very special occasion, very momentous occasion. And uh, yeah, we're honor. very very happy to have Mr. Mansell on the pod. Welcome. Now the it's time. My to be here. Oh, thanks, Take Alex. Away, lads. It's the twenty-first of April, Thursday night. We, we'll actually do an episode uh, where the teams have dropped. So you know, it's also rare. Uh, no, yeah, very rare. No, um, no excuses for our tips this week, uh, Bart. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'll we'll, we'll find, find some. We'll yeah. find some. <laughs> COVID protocols got us again. Yeah. Um, something. Uh, what do we want to talk about? How do we feel about the footy this week? I mean, it is. It's for both another golden pod, but hey, or yeah, so. gold and nearly a full look, nearly well, a full golden no. pod. I see Alex no, shaking just, his let's head, not go there. yeah, no, okay. and, um, <laughs> and we won't bring out too much. But for us, nearly it's a rare one, it's a nice golden pod. Um, but yeah, for Mr. Alex Mansell, it's not as golden, but I guess no, for a couple like polished turd, I think a polished turd pod. For, for Mansell, <laughs> but I, I guess like, a, well, maybe a couple of things I'd love to hear. And I actually don't even know this, Alex. We've like lived together and watched heaps of footy together. But like, I can't remember your like Essendon backstory of like, you know, why the Dons? Is it a fam thing? Were you forced into yeah. it like the rest of us? Tell us uh, about your baby bomber journey. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good question because it is very much a baby bomber journey. Oh, yes. I, I, I was born in the year of the baby bombers, 93 oh. represent. Oh, um, but I should barrack for Carlton. There's no reason why I should. Yeah, well, I, I say this to everyone I meet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm glad someone's saying it to me finally. <laughs> it's something that you like, you know, when you get your birth certificate, they also hand over like the Carlton paperwork and the MCC <laughs> membership stuff. And, and then it's sort of up to your parents, you know, depending on how, you know, basically corrupt they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they hand over a brown paper bag as well, then who's yeah, so but no, my uh, I had a great uncle who played uh, State of Origin a couple of times as well for Victoria. But um, Doug Beasy, his name was, he played in the sixties for uh, Carlton, and I think he played about one hundred and seventy odd games. He, Gee, that's wow, a good, quite that's a, player. a bloody good career. And you know, not like they were a team of slouches in that era. No, that's but the, they were the pretty rubbish. They they didn't. I don't think he. I don't think he won anything. Uh, okay. I think it was like yeah. Before I think it would all happen before Barassi rocked Pre- up, um, right. and then he sort of moved, you know, became a school teacher and decided to get paid because that's what people did back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but man, 170 games like nothing to scoff at. That's insane. Um, yeah, no, he was he was he was hell good. Uh, even at like 80, he could still roost a footy a good 40 odd meters. Oh my god, pretty wild to see. Is this where uh, you get your What was his position? Yeah. Halfback flank, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm pretty sure he was that. like, yeah, played a bit of the wing, bit of back pocket, but his main vibe was, yeah, sort of like a um, sort of silky halfback flanker, kept mm-hmm. pretty slim, bit pacey, you know, good lockdown kind of guy. But, I can see uh, you running off the halfback flank with your silky skills. Oh, I think I think my height would determine that I have to be in the back pocket, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was on the halfback flank, even Caleb Daniel would uh, look like a good matchup for you both. (laughs) (laughs) So how did this get twisted into Essendon territory then? It's a great question. So, you know, grew up on a farm. Farms are big places, lots of people, lots of, you know, different things going on. And I have no idea how it happened. But um, I think that uh, my brother's friends who also sort of lived on the farm kind of land there, they were all mad Essendon supporters. And so... 
I remember not necessarily barracking for Essendon or like an idea of a jumper or anything like that. I just remember really liking saying the word Essendon as a little kid and started barracking for them because my brother did and because they were really good. They were amazingly good back then. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing the Blues go down in 99 in the grand final. I remember that. And I don't remember too much about the 2000 grand final because it was over by basically like quarter time. So I remember seeing a bit of it and then hanging out outside and enjoying a barbecue, which is a shame because if I had have known how rare and special <laughs> yeah. that moment yeah. had have been. You would have ditched the barbie, gone back inside. I, it's it's yeah. a real shame. Like so much of my, you would have heard on this, on this pod, Alex, and obviously Amelia, like how so much of my trauma with like Essendon or like the, uh, you know, Essendon as the club was all because of, you know, coming of age, watching football as a that 19 era. year old, they yeah. were so good. And it was, I just remember the crowds and it was just such a dominant, powerful side. And it was like, it felt like half the kids in my primary school were Bombers supporters. Honestly, yeah. so many yeah. kids were, were Bombers fans and, and they were so bloody good and, you know, gone for the perennial losers in Kilda, even through that time. It's like, oh, they're so, uh, they're, the, they're the big bullies who beat us all the time. But, you know, as it's turned out, like, as you say, 20 odd years on it's like it's for all three of our clubs we all know pain all too well for the last 20 years there are some similar like there are some similarities many similarities between blues and the bombers in the last uh well since the turn of the century this century's not been good for our inner city clubs alex no no not particularly scandals abound and uh and bottom of the and wooden spoons as well for us anyway if you guys want to put it on the record to say that uh the AFL in the way that they sanctioned us learned a lot from the damage that they caused your club. And I'm yeah. grateful that uh, we had your um, <laughs> oh, look. massive, yeah. Set that massive accounting yeah. scandal uh, to kind of, you know, lay the groundwork for what to do and what not to do for us. I mean, we've still yeah. fucked it up. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, the uh, AFL yeah, really like put the, you know, the Agent Orange in your fields, so to Man, speak, Emil. If, like, they, you guys couldn't grow talent. Those green shoots took a long time to sprout after Well, given John, Elli- given John Elliott was president at the time, I feel like they needed to not only put the stake through the heart, but silver bullet to their head, shine a mirror at <laughs> him, a bit of sunlight, double tap. The works on that fucking vampire. Yeah, so, he's look, no good. No. Um, you know, yeah. And so, so you were, you were, you were, you were influenced by the by the by the boys who were around at the time and yeah, you love I mean, saying Essendon well Essendon? yeah I mean I was what two or three <laughs> it's so, yeah, satisfying like, for a child <laughs> to say yeah, it's a pretty fun word but Do yeah you, I for as long as I can remember they were my team and definitely the big brother thing like you know or like sort of older guys there wasn't a lot of people my age so like you know, sort of mm. want to idolize them and follow them around everywhere but uh it was ages before I saw a game, I, like before I saw Essendon playing a game. We saw plenty of games as a little kid coming down occasionally, but we weren't really a footy family. We were more into F1, actually. That was our For sport. real? Because you're For a Mildura real. man originally, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So I kind of ended up becoming obsessed with football in um, maybe mid-high school after I read an article um, where Andrew Denton had said that uh, – as a, like an arts kid, he had really sort of struggled to find friends and then he just like learned about footy and then was like, oh, now I'm really popular. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it was all a ploy, a popularity ploy. Naturally. <laughs> it's good. Once I started though, I just could not stop. I was yeah. like, Fuck, man, this is amazing. And like learning the history, like Dick Reynolds, that kind of stuff, John Coleman, those kinds of things. Yeah. Like it's actually a really enriching experience to like find out later on in life that you barrack for an amazing club. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, it makes it all the more, well, look, it makes it all the more painful, doesn't it? When you have like this rich history of these clubs, particularly your, yet, your clubs that have been you such living through it. Is... Yeah. And we get to endure these, like these painful times where we, where we haven't been as powerful. Yeah. I mean, I saw it in 2014. So I went to the elimination final against, against the Against Carlton. Oh no. no you guys against have, the Roos. We played a final against you as well at some point. Maybe that was 2012. Uh, Mm, I think 2011 or okay. something, 2009, 2011 or something like that around there. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. pumped by you guys by about 90 points or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was like a replay of the Andrew Walker, like massive oh, debut oh, game. Oh, the, the jump. The jump, the mark. The jump, yeah. the mark. Skywalker, yeah. Oh, huge, yes. Um, I've seen Carlton pump Essendon quite a few times, actually. <laughs> 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 but the elimination final is the quintessential 
story of of the of the Essendon fandom of my lifetime where for so much of it you're looking at it being like this is amazing we're going to do you know great things and then you start to see the cracks appear and you start to realize that like you know foundationally there's still a lot of work to do where I was about halfway through the game we were still staying ahead just about you know and had a big lead but you could tell from about halfway through three the third quarter that North Melbourne were just a better team they just had a better system. They were stronger. They were harder at the football. And we were just lucky that we were so far ahead up to that point. And this is when Bomber Thompson's coaching. So, like, you know, we had a great, you know, system around what was going on there. But I just remember saying to – I was sat, like, right behind the interchange bench, only three rows back, saying to the, my brother and the other guy who was there, I was like, we're, we're going to fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and then Drew Petrie in the last two minutes with the big – Oh, board. that's the, that one. Yeah, the oh, Frank the, the, the Frank the Tank. <laughs> oh, it's that, that game. From about oh. like eighty meters away, and I was. So that mad. is a classic game, man. They now yeah. teach that in primary schools in Ballarat. Actually, <laughs> yeah. in honor of Drew. That yeah. gesture. Yeah. Jeez, oh, yeah. it's yeah, man. That's that's rough, dude. It's, so that it's, might it's, that mm. might be one of the that might be like close to the nadir of your experience as a Bombers supporter. What what's close to the peak? What's the zenith? The silence is deafening on how long it takes for us poor lonely fans to find the, the peak of happiness during our lives. Honestly, I think uh, the, the peak was um, uh, maybe Anzac Day 20, was it 20... Zahra. Zahra. Yes. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. I was Because I was there at a few. So I think okay. 20, 2012 or 2013, I saw us pump Collingwood and that was really fun but I was in really good seats I was in MCC seats for the time that um Joey Danaher romped it and got best on ground awesome his breakout game that won him the Anzac Day medal and that was that was pretty insane that was pretty special because it was a pretty tight game that one as well so and I'd seen live Collingwood beat us a number of times my girlfriend Mm. at the time was a Collingwood supporters, so Not after it was that really game. annoying because <laughs> I had to keep going back every year to the well <laughs> of pain, <laughs> tears, yeah. Yeah. shed another tear into that well. Finally, we won one. That that but, must yeah. be pretty great, Alex. Like about you know marquee slots, right? Because Essendon and through Sheedy, they've managed yeah a lot of Sheedy, right? Have managed to just like create these awesome fixtures like two of the best fixtures are no doubt the anzac day match country round oh the, sorry and the country round and the um <laughs> the rural round um yeah. and the rural and the indigenous rural. round of course like those two are massive and like they're just the two 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 of the best games of the year and it's pretty great that you're able to like keep them and to still make them they're still interesting games even when both the sides maybe aren't at their best. Like Yeah, the theatre around it is is wonderful. Oh. And Sheedy, the greatest showman, you know, the ringmaster. Yeah. Um that must have how do you feel about the post Sheedy era? I mean this is a bit of an Essendon deep dive, but I feel like I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm enjoying uh, it too. Oh yeah, well yeah, this is we got you our guys man. never talk about the bombers really. So I mean, <laughs> that's a yeah, fair point. It's <laughs> norm, it's yeah, it's normally just like, oh man, they hurt us when we were young. They've got <laughs> it's it's been it's definitely the last few years though. It's been like, you know, 10 to 15 years or 15 to 20 years of pain. It's it's definitely washed off, I think. It's like so I never hate any of the like players. I actually like the players. It was always just that drama of as a child, but it's like enough pain has enough time and enough pain. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's the Carlton Richmond thing where it's like, you don't know why you don't like them, but you just don't like them so much. Hate and, to lose uh, to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, look, hey, I mean, we've got some players that you should absolutely hate. Like Jake Stringer is not, not a stand-up guy. Yeah, we took one of them as well. Off but we love him. Jake Carlisle a few years back. Some. <laughs> yeah. took, oh. took one of the worst Ooh. nose buckets. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yes. right. yeah. yeah. What a nose. What a set of hands. Yeah. What a brain. Oh, Henry Hoover. Jakey white line fever. <laughs> yes. The, the day he got traded, the video comes out like, great. Very St. Kilda. Love that. Yeah. Good stuff. Why yeah, didn't was, he? Good. We he did that with Andrew jo- Lovett as well, actually, to oh, you guys true. too. Oh, we, dude, we traded Andrew like Lovett for you guys, and then yep. straight away, never played a game. Done. I think it was a first round pick as well. I mm, think I tried yeah, to not, not think about it, <laughs> but I know it was a first round pick. <laughs> might be we might be starting to piece together why we don't mention the bombers that often. I don't know. It's Bart's trauma. I think been is wrong high on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so the post post sheet the post sheety yeah, like, era, you know, you can't escape the supplements as part of that. But like apart from that, what are what do you think about it? 
Yeah, look, I think uh, the post shitty era, uh, sorry, the post shitty era, disorganized, mm. um, a bit rudderless, and um, a little bit sort of uh, rose tinted. I think definitely, and you see this in a lot of clubs. Uh, you know, the North Melbourne rolling of uh, Brad Scott by the old guard there, like, and since then they've just been rubbish. Mm. Um, a lot of the Richmond stuff that went down before they, you know, sort of before Peggy O'Neill really kind of got got the ship right. Um, and the and the blues, which is taking it long now. It's the one yes. the clock back a bit here, but just the fact that they had the chance when all the other clubs had the chance to report, like you know, the salary cap breach stuff, uh, yeah. like and be exonerated, and they hang, they hung on yeah. and said no. That, I didn't even know that yeah, really. That's right. So that's, was, yeah. that's right. Oh wow! So it was like it early nineties. Every every year the club the I think I covered this in one of the history things every like the the AFL knew that a lot of clubs were doing this and they made it clear that they knew and they asked clubs to self report saying that there'd be an amnesty and the, oh, I remember a that. lot of clubs did yeah but uh, not the old blue Mr boys. Elliot that's not the way he goes down man no man back him into no. a corner and he fights his right. way out yeah that's yeah. right unless he got garlic then he's toast <laughs> yeah that's right and two taps <laughs> to the head with a silver bullet of course <laughs> that's exactly right that's why you'd never see him up at the Gold Coast just, <laughs> <laughs> too hot just starts to just flex of skin turn into ash and <laughs> <laughs> So where do you think we don't have to like stew too much on them now? Cause like, I reckon we'd probably have like similar thoughts. Like, Oh, I'd say my thoughts anyway. And we're like the Dons are right now. Mm. Mm, love to hear yours. Like, I think that, um, you know, last year was probably that like, you know, that sugar hit kind of um, maybe Rose, you know, went um, exceeded expectations um, potentially and did like really well last year. And you know, much like St Kilda did in 2020 where like teams kind of like maybe figured you out a little bit this year and you've had like a tougher fixture. But also this thing, like you've had like some poor injuries this year and, you know, you lose your like two best, two, players. Two best players and Tipper as well, who's right up there as well. You lose Merritt, Stringer and Tipper, you're not as good. Like it just happens, right? And I think like commentators and media people are often like very quick to just, you know, to be like everyone's got injuries this and that. But it's like, yeah, but when some clubs lose their best players, it really does affect you and, I don't know. This could be one of those years that you just need to have, right? Where, or maybe not yeah. need to have it, but like it's going to be a tough year. But like, there's still a lot of like potential, and there's still a lot of young guys. Like, yeah. you got your drafting right. It seems with like Archie Perkins looks like a jet, and all your midfield like McGrath, Parish, Merritt. He won't look uh, like a jet by the end of next year because he's about to spend two and a half years just being wasted on the on the half forward pocket, <laughs> half forward flank like Darcy Parish. I hope was. not. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watch. hope not. Sure. You said you were rudderless, but hopefully now you've got nearly a rutten, rutten. I get rutten in charge. <laughs> yeah, it's got, close ish. Yeah, you might not Look, have a rudder in your boat, but you definitely have a gear stick in your truck. <laughs> there we go. It's yeah. much cleaner. I, I, and I rate his system and I rate his style of coaching as well. I think yeah. that uh, the one thing I would hope for him is that he just gets, uh, you know, with Carousella especially behind him, the two of them can just like have a license for about five, ten years even. Just Give him time. Like yeah. Trying to get it going. It took Hardwick a long while to sort exactly. of, you know, start getting those finals wins and stuff. Um, pretty similar list age demographic. I mean, th- yeah, it was interesting at the start of the season, before the season even started, I was chatting with a friend of mine about our chances this year and he's a Carlton supporter. So he was bullish about, you know, what the Blues were going to be up to this year. And I agreed with him. Uh, but, you know, he was asking me about what, what I thought about the Bombers and I gave him my spiel and basically predicted that we'd finish maybe 15th. Um, and then the next day, he sends me an article that Mick Malthouse has tipped us for the oh, finish. Yeah. <laughs> is, oh. that, is that when you knew the death knell had sounded? That's when I knew I was going to be in for a hard year because I think that uh, the disconnect between the media pundits about what happens when you do it, you know, when you perform essentially out of your league for a year versus the reality of what your list says uh, is going to yeah. be tough for the fans to cope because it just puts unnecessary pressure on all the players and that kind of thing. But we got younger this year than we were last year. We lost some personnel. Uh, we're not going to get people like Hurley back uh, for quite a while, maybe ever. And I mean, fair enough. The guys had a hip replacement and nearly died. So, you know, that's a, that's a whole thing. Um, bigger, some things are bigger than footy. Exactly. Uh, but like the, the reality is a lot of first-year players have breakout years because they've got a lot of speed um, and, you know, their, their creativity hasn't been worked out yet. But after they get through a full season, their conditioning isn't up to scratch yet because they're kids. And so their mm. second year, a lot of the time, is a dip. 
and we wonder why. Mm-hmm. But the reason why is because they've just been beaten up. Yeah, like, belted like, by just men. Had, yeah, they've had 22 boxing matches last <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they've basically done 100 rounds in the, in the right. ring in a season. Yeah. And then you have to come back and do it all again for 10 more so, years or whatever. Yeah. So th- things, things that I like are that um, Caldwell's back in the side and it looks like whenever Shield and Caldwell are faced up in the center square together, uh, well, basically they don't have them set up in the center square not together. They're like a duo. And right. this oh, is the nice. thing that I've been really looking forward to is the fact that Caldwell is essentially Shield's designated kicker. Because Shield can't <laughs> kick for Shield. <laughs> if you go back and watch tape from the last five years of Shield at Essendon, Amazing. every time he breaks out, he runs yeah. to the uh, whatever the television side wing is, mm. kicks it, and it goes mm, almost out of bounds on the full, about 15 meters left of the left point post, mm. like without fail. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen he's that. looking inboard. He's trying to kick to Joey Danaher in the goal square, and he just goes, "Oh, oh, damn!" Uh-huh. For such a handsome, fit man who can play great football, he really doesn't have the best kick on him, does he? No, he's useless. But I mean, he's a great. You know, he can actually get his head under the football. So I mean, yeah. like you know, like Good what we've inside. seen with Paddy Cripps this year. You put someone who's a bull under the ball and then you put a bunch of kickers around them. Yeah. Um. Then it's you know, then you've got a good mix. I think that. It'd be good to see some development where we actually start rotating the middle even more. So you get Perkins, you know, yep. uh, more yeah. than three possessions a game. I'd love to see that, you know, happen a bit more. Um, yeah, and sort of, you know, to give basically everyone a bit of a go so we kind of have multiple set plays. Um, like like the, like how the NBA basically has, like, multiple teams. They, mm. you know, they, it's fluid, but, mm. you know, you'll have starters and bench players that you sort of rotate. Yeah. This is, this is our closing team if we are 20 points in front. This is our closing team if we're five points in front. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, um, to your point about the post-Shitty era as well, uh, the biggest problem that our club has had since Shitty left is conditioning and his fitness. We've had tons of injuries, and we got that sorted, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. under um, – Robinson, the weapon, and, and Dank. And then, you know, it was turned out that that was just because we were fucking... <laughs> I actually, you know what? I was going to say roiding it up, but I didn't even know what we were doing. Who knows? Like, no one does. It's nah, a mystery. I'm, I'm waiting for the Channel 9 biopic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll probably start... Of the ambassador, yeah. by the way. Alex yeah. Williams will be, have some part in As that, James heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he actually um, could do a pretty good hurdy. Yeah, he yeah. really could. This is his, that's his, that's his <laughs> shtick, man. He knows that's it and shtick. he loves it and he's good at it. He can, uh, God damn, let's get him. Alex, I know you're listening. Let's get, let's get running, baby. Let's get you conditioned for that herd roll. AF Elephants yeah. is behind you. Yeah, we <laughs> that, like that are. Leo haircut that Hurdy yeah, had for all those yeah. years. Oh, Hell fantastic. Yeah. Good, Fantastic. good hair, man. Good hair. We'll skip the part where he has the like car crash, like uh, car crash, like facial <laughs> in- injury. Um, leave that. Oh out. man, hair and makeup would be so disappointed. I was going to say oh, that true. could be that could be your channel, your episode four flashback climax. You know. Oh, finish. true, true, true. Get the prosthetics going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Nice. Why do you think I he was so headstrong now. throughout the whole saga? <laughs> <laughs> the That's plates they put plates. in his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah, so. Uh, conditioning is the problem. We can't yeah. stick tackles because our players uh, basically don't have good um, muscles around their shoulders uh, and don't have good forearm muscles. Um, is Except the way that I see it. They Whoever do a lot wants. of ankles because they run too quick. Yeah, he, uh, Draper's, a, Draper's a big boy. That's a good time. But they, they, are, they have a lot of injuries a lot of the time because I feel like they don't have enough uh, medical staff, especially since Bruce Reed um, left and then sadly um, he's no longer with us as well. But um, yeah, just in terms of that conditioning stuff, I've just seen it a lot where a lot of our players kind of like, oh, we're about two, three years away from a flag. And then, oh man, they keep getting injured. And oh man, the Scott Gumbletons of the world, like the could have been. Mm, yeah. We have so yeah. many could have been. And I just yeah. feel like it's because we're not pumping enough money into our medical facilities. Interesting that. And that's no doubt only gotten harder and tighter with the, um, you know, the, the cuts soft to cap. soft cap spending over the last two years. I wonder what the future holds there if there's, you know, where there's money to be scrimped and saved on that. Cause it's, more it's rocks. More rocks. More rocks, baby. Oh, I, was, I thought you, you were going to say more rats because that would have blown the budget right out. Rucks <laughs> yeah. are just, like, everything is about two rucks now. It's just, oh, if yeah. you don't have two rucks that are good in the game, then you're toast yeah, yeah. as a it's team. It's funny, isn't it? It really swings uh, It's the Melbourne model, like, you know? It's, yeah, it's, I guess so. No, nah, the Saints did it first. Yeah, the yeah, Saints, yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, Saints did it first. Mm-hmm. Ryder and Marshall, baby. 
Yeah. And then when we and they love talking about when Ryder plays, how great we are, and that we're shit without Ryder. Which, to be fair, proven them wrong thus far. But like, right. we came in and we looked better. It's kind of true, unfortunately. But uh, a thirty-five-year-old man who's uh, still a lot playing. Of was that the hardest loss as a player that you've lost over the past little while, Alex? Paddy Ryder. I feel like that would have hurt me if I were a Bombers supporter. I'm yeah. Sad. I miss Ryder. I just, I just miss the days where like you could go to the, the park and see Ryder take a mark on the, you know, the half forward flank and know that he's about 52 out and yeah. would just take one step and snap yeah. the goal. They were the best, man. Hit the roof of marble like a big snap just to – Absolute big bender. Amazing. They, he was a freak. No one else can do it like he could. Like that era of Paddy Ryder at the Dons was like mm. just one of the best. Like he really was. Um, and was just knowing that it was the, the drug saga that did it. That, yeah. That <laughs> yeah the power in the boot. That danky yeah. leg of his. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, they called his left foot the weapon. Uh, <laughs> far out. <laughs> Man. Well, Alex, as you predicted, um, preseason, the Dons are sitting in 15th. But yeah. merely for us, you know, yes. not everyone can win, I guess. That's, that's that's what we're saying at the moment. But like you and I, merely four and one, yes. dude. What four the one. what the heck, man? It's, it's maybe, unfamiliar. Uh, territory. It's unfamiliar. I'm yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. It's I, I'd be I'd I'd be feeling a lot more confident in the Saints four and one than the Blues at the moment, given yeah. the nature of our much publicized second half fade outs, but you know, you still got to bloody win them and it's early yeah. in the season. So exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. You'd rather, you know, and I'm sure you'll get that together by season's end. Well, hopefully. And then people forget about the little fade outs in round four or whatever. Well, like. I kind of think they won't forget about them because right. I reckon this is part of the reason it's a self-perpetuating thing, right? You know, this has been well documented and publicized for best part of two years that, you know, you can score quickly and heavily against the blues. Um, and I think that it means that teams like Port or Hawthorne or anyone really, even if we've got a 50 point margin against them, they're still going to back themselves to be able to get back in it because of the, you know, they know it's one of the narratives about the, the team. It's going to take a while to shake that. I don't know how it, I, just, I guess you just keep winning and you, st- yeah. you start being able to put teams away. We're very bad at putting teams away in all these games. We've had opportunities to really put our foot on the throat and haven't been able to. I think there's some something about coming back after halftime with a big lead where it's like, oh no, we just gotta we just gotta be smart about this. Play, you know, tempo football and really kind of hold on to it. And then we start playing to our shell a bit. Stop taking those risks. Um, stop playing with any kind of flair. Cause when we move it fast and get into the forward line, we're deadly. Yeah. So do you think it's mental or do you think that uh do you think that basically it's a coaching thing of like because I feel like it's the only way that these teams are getting these runs on the Blues, from what I've seen, is they are just cleaning you up off half-forward turnovers. Yeah, I, I think mental is a big part of it in in that I think it keeps both teams – like both teams think that the the team who's down is in it. Both, the, you know, the team we're playing and us. Uh, they, we know that we're a chance of losing it. But also, if our, if our game plan is about contested ball – uh, and about like crashing and bashing and moving it forward, we're going to have naturally some bigger bodies around the footy. So that means we're not going to be able to run out games to the degree that some teams have a lot of leg speed will have. So it makes some sense to me that um, if we, and, and you know, we, we do well winning the clearances early in the game, but that's going to turn at some point. When it does, um, then we're really vulnerable to that. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know what the solution is. I think Voss, I've seen some good tinkering that Voss has done over the last well, last two weeks and um, looks and, you know, he looks to be trying different things with, you know, one or two Ruckman, um, whether or not you, you have the, play the four tools in, a, in, in forward line, or if you're playing uh, three and an extra small. And, and, and I, I like that he's, uh, I like that he's mixing it up as well. Cause you know, you look at, if you've got Crips, you've got Kennedy um, in your team and Pitonet, for instance, then they're not, they're just not going to be able to cover the same amount of ground as, you know, some speedy around the ball players. So um, I like that they're still figuring it out, but I, I also like that we're winning while we do it. So, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. Fuck, it's it's nerve wracking to go to the footy at the moment. They should be selling, you know, blues, uh, blues branded Xanax, I reckon. But, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll take yeah. it. Blues I will take it. Off. Mm, well, yeah, because yeah, then you can just fall asleep for the second half. Yeah. <laughs> we wake Too up. Busy, fall asleep for the yeah. second half. Oh, you still won? Okay. One point winner. Oh. I'll take it. 
Yeah. I think Dr. Jeffrey Edelston would have made a mint doing this if he'd thought of it. It's too late now. It's too you late are now. a tall team, though. Very tall. Very it's, tall it team. It blows my mind a little bit. And when they, I feel when like it, you could almost just have the players standing on the ground without moving. <laughs> right. Like a game of – you ever played Octopus as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once they get tagged. It's all about that reach. Yeah. <laughs> all about that reach, that height. Just linking arms. Yeah. Just little <laughs> OEs just, like, running in between. Yeah, like a zipping bunch of in between. Other, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Run between the legs, quick! Run between his legs. I would pay good money to see a professional game oh. of octopus or whatever. Brad Scott's called. got new rules for the, for yeah. the AFL. Forwards aren't allowed just to lot, move. Yeah. The stand rule. So yeah. no, the, the problem would be though, because good the way you play octopus, everyone would get fifty meter penalties for having their arms, arms out. out. Oh yeah! No, oh my god! <laughs> just descent all across the ground. Isn't yeah, that funny? Have to physically move the MCG if you right. need it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the simplest solution. It's the only solution. That's what we've got to do. That's like a Simpsons like solution. Like the town, you know, Springfield would do that. Move bit. the ground. Yeah. Uh, but how uh, wild is like you stumbled is, on that, right? Like yeah. how um, you know, my opinion is like God, the media loves to just like blow shit out. Like, yeah, maybe it needs some tinkering and there's some some stuff that needs to be clarified. But like some of the people, some of the talks been like, game's done, not watching anymore. That's it. Like, oh my God, are you fucking serious? Like, ease up. Yes, it needs to be, you know, they're trying we're, to get like. Mm-hmm. We're into fourth, uh, day four or five of this, like of arms out gate. Like, yeah. Is it really? I mean, I don't know. This it it is completely. They do. It's an echo chamber. They they work themselves into a lather. They do, and yeah, yeah they do. And then it seems to be then like you know, they put they they decide that the AFL needs to come up with the answers. Meanwhile, the AFL is just going about their business. Yeah. Surely, I and also know. the same week that um that like Fox and a lot of the you know the. Uh, the media is covering it all is in this furor about the AFL, the, this descent and the game's in disarray. They've got Toby Green speaking to Dermot Brereton on this Fox footy one-on-one interview, like this idolising Toby thing, which is like the guy who's returning from a six-week ban from, from umpire contact in the same week, like the same ad Did they do a play. double header where Damien Monkhurst interviewed Taylor Walker? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Oh, that's very Fox. I um, oh, same yeah. kind of thing, right? Rehabilitate yeah. the image, yeah. man. Fuck, yeah, very, very funny. Well, I guess we don't really need to put our two cents into that well, talk, yeah, do we? Into I the mean, I, I really liked what Pen. I really liked what Scott Pen came out and said. Uh, did you guys catch that? No, I didn't. Actually. Basically, he's like, we're clear on it. The umpires been very clear on it. Uh, if you, you know, both from what they said in the preseason, then since then they've clarified it again we know that any descent will mean a 50 meter penalty and you know there'll be times where it'll happen but we all know that that's gonna happen and that's why it's happened and that's just how it is the problem has been that all the other conversation around it you know the commentators he singled out the commentators specifically which by the way fucking fair enough like in what other sport in the world can you can you have professional commentators who don't know the rules yeah it's weird isn't it yeah they really don't even follow, you know, they don't even read the book on the off season and just know nah. every little change. They, they'll ask each other, like, can you still do that one, Lingy? Is this the thing? Like, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's wild. I think, I, I, I mean, any sport, but, like, <laughs> but also <laughs> as well, I mean, you'd think that given the fact that a lot of these guys aren't career media commentators, they are career footballers, yeah. that they would Take pay attention to the rules. You think? Yeah. yeah, you think I mean, so. It's just it's just a deliberate rule all over again, though. I mean, it like is. you know, the, the thing that the I back. feel for with the umpires is that they're just going to get screamed at by fans for the you know the next six months. But by the time next year rolls around, fans will be anticipating it and they'll be calling it out, just yeah. the same as the deliberate rule where you get those like gronk claps every time, like you know the proper thing is paid. And, totally, you're and right. And it'll become another part of the theater of the sport. And you're right. That's so It'd true. It's the same with the stand rule too. We're all just used to that now, except for mm-hmm. Jeff Kennett, who reckons it's ruining the game. It's all he can hear is stand, 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 which I don't think anyone else cares as much as him, but like, please leave Jeff Kennett. His whole um, life he's heard stand and he did it for politics and if only he stopped hearing it now. As, if only he would sit down. Right, that's time. <laughs> Yeah, or stand down. Or stand down. That's better. Right. That's That's, yeah. You can stay standing as long as it's down. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. All right, boys. Well, let's get into our tips for the yeah, week. Yeah, big tipperoonies. Let's do yeah. it. Big weekend of foosball. Um, yep. Starting off with a big Friday night in the nation's capital. Oh. Spe- speaking of standing up and sitting down. Man. Or standing down. Uh, yep. It's the hometown Giants taking yep. on the Red Hot Saints. Yeah. In return match, Toby Green. Pressure big. game for Leon Cameron under the hot lights of Friday night. Big, big game. Big, big sound. Big, big game. Big, big Saints marching in, maybe. Danger game. I reckon danger it's game. a real danger game. We haven't been great uh, in Canberra when we played the Giants. I famously caught a train down there and back a few <laughs> years ago by myself and missed about the first 10 minutes of the first quarter because I was screwing around in Canberra and the game was already iced by about Well, there's so much but... to do, but I understand. I know. I was, I was drinking a beer in the park when the game was about to start um, by myself know, on that, the that, phone. That's the War Memorial Bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're only allowed to drink a beer there on Anzac Day. All my respects. Thank you. Um, I actually, genuinely though, danger game. Toby is one of those players who is can just lift the whole team. And he's, yeah. that, he's that bloody good. I'm nervous about it. Like, you know, they've got such a good list, don't they, the Giants? Such a good midfield particularly. But, like, it doesn't – I don't know what, what's been happening and why it's not getting him across the line. I guess they've just got some some issues up, up front, you know. Um but I'm nervous. St Kilda are playing so bloody good. This is like the first time in a while where I'm watching. I'm like, man, I think we're a good team. Like every line is just working well together. Our transition is so good. We're moving the ball. We're really clean. We're fast. We're taking good marks. Like Max King's having such a great season. But like every line, our team defense has just been so solid. I and mean, I haven't been, I haven't seen us play like this. Even in 2020, when we were playing pretty good football, came fifth, made finals and got a win. It still didn't seem as sustainable as this like brand of football that we're playing now. This feels this feels different. And it's weird to to see as a, as a downtrodden Saints fan. But it seems sustainable and it's um I hope we can keep it going. But um this will be a tough game, but I, I can't tip against them when we're four in a, in a row, even if it's down in Canberra with the return of that um, very good player and Toby Green. And I'm tossing up going with the ambassadors in WA at the moment. He's coming back tonight. He's done a lot of traveling, you know, ambassadorial duties, of course. Of course, he must. But actually. Yes, we may drive down together perhaps tomorrow. It's three and a half hours each way. So um, I, I could do it. I think I could try to finish work early and uh, maybe drive down. It'll be a long drive back for one of us. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. I don't know if we've actually watched our teams play because we're both pretty damn passionate fans. I watch a lot of Giants with Alex and he's watched some Saints with me, but I don't know if we've ever gone together. So we might need to have one of those COVID glass like screens between us and we sit next to each other if we go. But um, I, think Lu- I think loser drives home, winner sits in the back seat and drinks a six pack. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal. And just plays much well, like just- the Adelaide, the the bloody <laughs> mindfulness camp thing where in Adelaide where they, or well, not mindfulness, but a collective mind camp yeah, where they yeah. play the Richmond theme song on a loop in some torturous thing to the Adelaide players. I yeah. would just play play the Saints song or the um, or the Giants theme song for three hours on the return. Well, I mean, if the Giants win, then it's a win-win because that song's just a banger. It's a that's right. I mean, like, yeah, the sound only gets bigger the longer you play that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes around. It, exactly. It goes in waves. Um, <laughs> I, but I would love to see a live stream of this though, Bart, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've only ever seen you at the football not be parochial. I've only ever seen you at the football with like a headphone in your ear, just pouting with like a hoodie, like tucked really <laughs> tight over your face. Just like sat there, like all like curled up in the, almost the fetal position. Just like <laughs> it's normally how I watch the footy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of all or nothing though. I've had to like rein it in. Cause I used to be like pretty mouthy and like, I've watched a lot of footy with my, my mom and dad. And like, it's pretty embarrassing really when you're like chirping off. Right. And I used to just be pretty angry and I'm a, I'm a slight <laughs> Skinny man who can't fight, and I would speak like I could, um, but I had to rein it in a bit. But it's still there. The passion is, it burns deep in this uh, for this team in this game. But um, yeah, well maybe we have to live stream this on the Eloquence Instagram. Me and the ambassador going <laughs> head the to head and attached to your chest <laughs> yeah. for evidence. Yeah, 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 just to see it in enemy territory. It'll be an interesting game. I'm very excited for it, though. What do you and guys do you, think, though? Yeah, how do you see this one, Alex? I had uh, Saints by 11. Um, and I actually... I, so I am flat on the bottom of my tipping league. Um, it's a hard year. Really, really cooked it at the start. of the season. I think I got one in round one. 
Uh, so I've been slowly learning the ropes since then. I hadn't really been paying a lot of attention to footy because we suck. But um, basically, I, I, you know, competition's competition. So once I realized I was dead last after round one, I was like, oh, shit, better pay attention. Nice, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I actually got this tip in uh, before even last week's games had been played um, based on the fact that I knew Toby Green was going to be coming back in. And these teams, no matter where they play or when they play, usually it's a cracking game. Um, yes, and I feel like people are under the oppression that the Saints are just going to roll the Giants. But um, now you saw after you know, a bunch of teams this year have had pumping losses that they've either snuck a win or you know come really close. So I, I reckon that uh, I reckon the Giants could pinch it, but I'm sticking with the Saints by eleven because I like Bart actually believe that the lid is off at the Saints and and I reckon that they're going to finish top four this year. I actually reckon the Saints are. Damn well. The lid is off the dare ice coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We've it's right off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Double espresso coming away. up. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. They're about to start turning it into a bong. Uh, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Is Billy yeah. Longer still there? Oh, Billy Bonga, unfortunately he's not. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> Too many. They've just got his training manual on the, on the wall. <laughs> ben Bong, though. He's still there, right? Ben Bong, absolutely. Billy, yeah. Billy to be Bonner. honest, Ben Long is a player that I would love to see at the Bombers. I would uh, well, love yeah. a bit Man, more of just someone who can just run through mongrel. people, yeah, gives away penalties, great. but like is just built like a full of descent and plays like a man. And he's a long he's, too, you know. I think you know yeah, there's a fair yeah. chance that could happen in these next few years because he's still sometimes a bit fringy. Like I well, love him yeah. in the team because he brings X factor. Oh yeah, but like there's that there's that connection to Essendon, and I think he's definitely taken those conversations with the Dons. He was a rookie, recently. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he played for Footscray. Yeah. He was a if we, Bulldogs. If we slide this year, keep some draft picks and manage to get in um, Ian Hill and oh, uh, Ben Long, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see what we're up to oh, next year. That'd be very interesting. That'd be good that, fun. That'd be huge in your side. Never mind Dan McStay as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, can, no, yeah. he can McStay where the fuck he is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Do I blame that on, de- on the delay, Mealy, why I didn't get that in before you. <laughs> Turnbull? <laughs> <Fuck Right. the laughs> yeah. What do you reckon, Mealy? Yeah, the I, uh, I'm, I'm going to go. Let's go three for three for the Saints. I, uh, I do believe in them. Also, uh, I reckon you're right. Danger game, but yep. I think the um, the form at the Saints is real, as is the form at the Giants, and they're in trouble. Mm. Uh, yeah, Toby Green will help, but it might just paper over some of the cracks. You know, Leon Cameron. Question without notice. Go when on. does Leon Cameron get fired? Fuck. Oh, do you reckon it would be a mid-season one if they go like yeah. one and nine, or if yeah, like, if, they... if it's a pumping loss to to someone they shouldn't, if it's a pumping loss to someone, and really yeah. at this point in the season they they can be, you know there's, there's no one they're going to be starting favourites against except for West Coast yeah. and North, maybe Adelaide. Um, yeah. If they get pumped against any of those teams, then. I don't see him lasting year. I can. It, it feels like Buckley, doesn't it? Last year. Yeah. So so yeah. Quick side bet. Um, take it to the take it to the Bart level. Bart <laughs> side bet. <laughs> I'm saying before the end of May. I'm giving oh, you massive. Like, yeah, that's three great. weeks, four weeks. Ooh, okay, that's yeah. huge. Well, this game would be pretty pretty huge for that then. If if St Kilda yeah. come out and, and have a, a big win, which I don't reckon they will either, Alex. I reckon we're very close. But gee, yeah, the heat will be on. Hey, if they that's huge. So has ever the coach's fate been in the hands of one player more so than Leon Cameron's coaching fate is in the f- on the foot of Toby Green? I can't really think about it in, in recent years. In recent years, I don't think Gary so. Gary Ablett and oh. uh, who was oh. the yeah, yeah. inaugural coach of Yeah, Guy McKenna. And Guy McKenna. still their most successful coach, yeah, might I don't know why they got, <laughs> yeah. got rid of him. Yeah. yeah. Never his uh, his son just came third in the store gift. So I yeah. heard that yeah. as well. Well done to the McKenna family. Indeed. Good bloody luck to them. Good luck to yours. Well, the sun was shining in stall. Yeah. It always is. It's always sunny in stall. That's right. All right. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday's games. Uh, ah, in sunny Ballarat, B-Funk, B-Town. Uh, it's the Bulldogs taking on the Crows in what is becoming a traditional Ballarat fixture. It's a little little closer Adelaide seat, so I don't mind driving over. Seeing the sights, going to Sovereign Hill, walking the lake. Uh, you know how it is. We love the um, lake. We love the lake. And it's going to be quite nice weather. 19 okay. degrees and sunshine. So yeah. that'll make a change. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Uh, Cold. And, yeah. Well, when they fix you these games in August, you can you, you get what you fucking pay for. Um, but if you put it if you put it this this end of the season, then you might sneak a sunny day in there somewhere. Um, 
How do we think? How do we feel? The Crows have been a bit better than uh, better yeah. than a lot of people predicted, and yep. the Bulldogs have been a little bit worse. Um, mm. I think I like Bont up forward. Uh, they've got nice. enough midfielders, and it's a luxury they can afford, um, given that they bloody well need a second target in attack. Um, Cody Waitman's been playing off his chops too. I'm going to back the Bulldogs, um, and then again, Taylor Walker, the racist, could come to Ballarat a very and, and just feel right at home. <laughs> kick another know, bag of fine. Kick a big bag of fine. He could. He bloody could. Cotchin went for him last week. Leagues, isn't he? He's, oh, oh, yeah, man. big time. He's going to have a Fev-like career after this. No <laughs> doubt. Smashing pies, kicking ten baggers. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that, Alex. He definitely will. But I also agree with you, Emil. Agree, agree it's all around. I think the Doggies will win because they're, they're just better side, aren't they? But the Crows have been better than people predicted. Poor um, old Sloney, though. Yeah, and he's great, man. That guy's—he's the best guy in their team for sure. Oh, Laurie Laird, I think, has surpassed him. But uh, oh, I, I mean, in just terms of like a good person. Oh, who good is bloke. Not a yeah, hell yeah. Rory, Rory <laughs> if that's Sloan. the line we're drawing, yeah, Rory Sloan, yeah, 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 legend, yeah. great footballer, <laughs> not a racist. Oh, tick, 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 tick. What about you, Alex? Yeah. So uh, we all are we all going bulldogs? Because I'm going bulldogs as yeah. well. Yeah, I, uh, bunch yeah. of dogs I, here. We're in yeah, lockstep. I, I think that it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. Nice little little shootout at Mars Mars Stadium. Yeah, a little sugar Mm. hit. I love that. It's a nice day. It's a pretty small ground. I reckon there's going to be bags aplenty. Home of the future home of the Commonwealth Games, might I say? Wow, alrighty. It's bloody boon for Ballarat. All right, right. (laughs) Um, Adelaide Oval at four thirty. It's the oh loser versus loser, loser and loser. Two teams just fuck them. Shit. Uh, Port were pretty good in the second half last week. West Coast, don't know what we're going to get each week from them. Surely they, they won't win, but maybe they will. Oh, when did, when did Port fire Hinkley? Well, it's way, another Alex. one, isn't it? Zero and, five. <laughs> Zero and five. And like, wow, it's not a lot has changed from last year for them to be in this position. It is. Maybe it's one of those things, right? That curse of, you know, you lose your prelim in your hometown when you should win. You get smashed and it just breaks you a little bit. Like the uh, like the D's of twenty eighteen, yeah, uh, which wasn't at home; it was in WA. But um, they were third last the year after that, and then they bounced back. So maybe that's what's happening to Port. But Ken Hinkley, gosh, I don't know, man. You gotta you gotta win some games. He'll this, survive the season, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've feel got like no he's, one to replace him with. I feel like he's a better chance than Leon Cameron. He's also not out of contract at the end of the year. I don't think. No, okay. he's got another two years. Oh, okay, yeah. that's a, a very good point. Absolutely. I also but, think uh, they're going to get Jesus a win. He's missing Vossi, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Mealy put you put it the other week. Mealy, it's, it's resonating, I think. And I think, yeah. but I, I reckon they're going to get this this win out of these two loser teams. Um, take a little take a little heat off old Ken Hinks. Yeah, I think so. Um, West Coast, it was fifty six to nothing against Sydney before they scored anything at home last week with some players back too, with like Yo back and Shuey back, and that's that ain't good. That's not good football. They've got enough players to be better than that. Like, they still got McGovern. They've still got Kennedy. They've still got Darling. Like, I don't know what is going on there. They've, I don't know, man. COVID's ripping through them, but, but still, they should be better than 56 to, to zero at, uh, at bloody halftime, whatever it was. But yeah, I think Port's going to win. All right. Port, Port, Port. Port, Port, Port. <gasps> yeah, I'm going to go Port. Got me good. West Coast, uh, they lost Nick Nat. Um, oh, and, true. Yeah. As we said, no ruck, no team this year. Sure. Yeah. No More important no than ever. So even I think even one uh, ruck, you almost draw a line through them. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that yeah. uh, Kay Hinks, old Kinks, <laughs> is going to get his <laughs> boys to put their kinky boots on. Oh, yeah. And kink a bag. Kink a bag. Nice. Drag him out of this Bend uh, one around BDSM the corner. nightmare. <laughs> 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 Never tear us apart. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we ask you. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yes, at AO. Love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Over right. in. All around. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. Oh, it's a good round. Over in Perth. Uh, could be game of the round here. Sneaky game of the round. Uh, it's the Doctors and the Blues taking off at 7.40 uh, Victorian time. Uh, tight game for second versus sixth. Um, Wouldn't have picked that at the start of the year, would we? No, Most Frio. People. I mean, they've been, been pretty well. bloody good. Pretty yeah. bloody good. 
Um, this is a tough one because Freo have lost a few players to due to the COVID protocol. Yep. No massive names, but there's some important players there. Chapman's been really good, and, and yeah. Hay- uh, Heath Chapman, that is. And Hayden Young, who's out as well with the spicy, has you know, a beautiful user of the football off the halfback and sets up a lot of their attacking plays. I think that's I think they genuinely that will affect their side. They've had a good balance. Um, and of course the blues get back. You know, one of the one of the hot tickets for the Brownlow this year, and Big Rick and Paddy Paddy Cripps. So, um, I think that's that's swaying uh, that's swaying my decision thus far to to lean into the the Blues side of things in the blue corner. But how do you normally go over there, Millie, against? Well, famously, there's that Jack Noon's kick after the siren oh, from 50 on the boundary line to sink the Dockers two years ago. Oh, we tend to play pretty well against Frio over in Perth. So okay. I think there's something about us. It's a good matchup, I think. And yep. there's a little bit of extra spice with Adam Chera's return. Oh, of course. Um, we also have a lot of WA players in the team. So I think they quite like to turn up uh, for their home fans, Love show that. off in front of their family. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm very. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna tip the Dockers. Um, but what? Okay. Yeah, I know. Interesting. I know. You're four and one, and you're tipping against your team. Interesting. Yeah, I um, I think we're fra- we're fragile. Um, I, I, I knew you. <laughs> oh no, man. I look. I just. I just. You, the home ground advantage, and I don't know how. I don't know quite how good Frio are, and I'm ready for a bit of a rude awakening to that. You know. You know, I you know the Ken Hinckley for punishment that I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> String me up. No, no, indeed. Um, that's me. How about you, fellas? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back in your blue boys. Um, Tabernar is a very good player. Because, of course, Frio, very good side. Only lost one game, and it was at home to another very good side. Love in St. Kilda. But no Tabernar when we played them. And I reckon if he played, mm. it would have been the difference, honestly. They needed it. They didn't have that forward presence. But he's been very good and obviously kicked seven. Last week, um, yeah, he, he's he's dangerous, but I am tipping. We the blues. should have the defenders to take. Tower, that's I that's think. that's the thing. You got a good defense, good team defense, and you got good tolls, and I reckon you guys will be able to handle them. But Alex, well, I think that the Blues are going to win this game, um, and based on basically what you were saying before there, merely um, <laughs> before I I've, tipped against my team. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I've, I've seen, <laughs> yeah. I've seen, uh, I've seen it with the blues and with Essendon, both of those teams, a little bit the magpies, but to a lesser degree, but over the years, uh, a, a lot of those big, big Victorian clubs do play well over in WA historically because massive supporter bases yeah. in particular blues and the bombers though, a lot more than the pies, but my tipping league is filled to the brim with Carlton supporters oh, and I am behind legends. a lot of them. So I am tipping Frio <laughs> because I need <laughs> to make up some ground. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best reason to tip Mark. Tip with your head, baby. Yeah, smart. Smart, smart, smart. Out the comp. <laughs> Love it. Right on. That's Saturday's games covered. Sunday, we got Sunday specials all around. We got uh, two games in Tassie this weekend, by the way. Um, first of all, Blundstone Arena, one ten. It's the Kangas versus the Cats. The Cats will win. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, the Cats will win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Cats are going to win. Oh, geez, it'd be great if they didn't. And I, and look, the Roos have got some some good ins. Taron Thomas is it's Jesus, nice to see the teams, isn't it? For once, it's um, not even a conversation. No, it I isn't. Uh, this is padding, <laughs> but, but you know we're already over our <laughs> usually over our type forty five. So <laughs> um, yeah, look, Zerha back right in. Taron Thomas, nah, Geelong's going to win. Helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Suns versus Lions, it's the Q clash uh, up at the, the, the hotbed of Metricon Stadium under lights. Well, probably for the second half. It's a 4-10 start. Um, the Queensland clash, I'm going to tip the Lions. How can you tip against them? Yeah, exactly. Gold Coast have been pretty pretty good this year, but you can't, can you? The Lions have been so great. Yeah, look. Yeah, Lions are a, a real chance to actually win the whole thing this year, I reckon. So, I mean, and, and Gold Coast... Um, Everyone's talking them up, but uh, I've fallen for that one. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we all no, have, in right? fact, I haven't fallen for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not this year. David King has fallen for that one, I sure. think, just about every year since they yep. were a team. But yep. they, they may be good one day, and they've got a lot of players to be good, but as an organisation, they suck, and yeah. they will not win. I, um, I'll be very – I mean, yeah. it's I know, It'd be very interesting to see – how the conversation shifts if the Suns come out and trounce the Lions. That's because oh, it's not yeah. going to happen. Um, yeah. So why are we talking about we it? We can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy. 
All right. First game of the G for the round. It's Sunday afternoon. It's the 7.25 Anzac Eve clash. Tigers and the Demons. Um, these games are usually pretty bloody good. Uh, and I don't know, though, if we've ever seen... I mean, I guess Tigers, when they were at their at their pomp and Melbourne when they were not, uh, when these games probably first began, we would have seen a big gulf in, in, um, in class, but uh, I, I don't know. I just, I can't see, I mean, Melbourne are going to lose at some point, but I can't see Tigers getting up. What do you guys think? Agreed. Can't say it this week. Melbourne just have those gears, right? They've just got like multiple gears. They can they just shift comfortable into. as well. Yeah. They don't look like they, they, they just, they're just churning along in third or fourth gear and then they could crank it into fifth or sixth and just like put teams to bed. And, I'm sure it'll be a good game, but Richmond, they're not going to go too too deep this year, I don't think, even with Dusty, when Evie comes back or when he comes back. I think Melbourne are just too bloody strong. They're the clear standout, and they will win this match. Mm. Yeah, Grimes not there as well. So, like, uh, yeah, I think that uh, – I do think that the Tigers will, will push him a little bit and will make it a fun game to watch, unlike the other two that we just talked about. But, um, nah, nah. <laughs> Maxi yep. gone. Yeah. He's just going to just be – Huffing, huffing darts and playing two up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, his helmet on and like he'll Smashing literally dig a trench in the middle of the grounds. Oh, and lattes. Just, yeah. just pop up with, you know, the Anzac spirit. And, uh, what they fought bad. for, Alex. <laughs> what they fought for. Richmond out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All righty. Monday, we got two. Oh, what? Count them, two Anzac Day clashes. I had to. Yeah, yeah. it's the Lon Sheston uh, version. Which you know the curtain raiser, some would say. Twelve thirty. Has there been a game that early on a on a Monday? <laughs> After it's, uh, I, I didn't know they really ever really played games before. Kick the dew off the one. ground at Launceston. It's uh, going to be chilly. Arena. Oh yeah. yeah. Can I ask you a question about this game, actually, Bart? Yes. How does it feel not only to have lost your um your sort of your place as mm. the Tassie team to mm. Hawthorne? But now having lost your marquee slot as the second Anzac Day match oh, yeah. to Hawthorne. <laughs> that's the bigger loss of the, the two. NZ I'm games, honest. that's right. And, and the and the yeah, the New Zealand game was a loss. The <laughs> the the curtain raiser on the Anzac Day game was a it's funny bigger that the loss. swans have survived, but <laughs> somehow <laughs> the swans are back in the somehow swan. the swans are there. <laughs> hey, yeah, instead you guys get pride games, so you know. Yeah, we got the pride game with the with the swans as well. That's right. And Shout out in all seriousness, though. That is a big loss, and Segilda screwed up big time. Yeah, millions of dollars that would have cost them. Uh, that yep. was our cocaine president of the 2000s who screwed that up. What's Did he name? also Butters. recruit nose buckets? Uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> like for like? No, he didn't. That was game recognizes game. Trout. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It was out of respect. Um, no, this is um, is it Jimmy Butters? Some, right. some some slippery guy like that. Yeah. Some slippery name. Um, Don Oil. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He loved more than just butter, yeah. and he <laughs> tossed that game. I think he moved us to Seaford and took us out of Tassie. So go figure. <laughs> Two go figures. Had moves. to fund the coke habit somehow. <laughs> yeah, Seaford, <laughs> cheap coke and subways. Um, but in this game that we talk about, yeah, kind of interesting, right? Very. Play good football down there, and mm. they are unfortunately kind of a good team this year. Or they're they're going okay. I don't they're think top eight side, do. my friend. Yeah, they're in there, and I don't know if they'll stay there. They might be like bottom of the eight slash just outside come the end of the year. I reckon they'll just be. I reckon they'll be outside. I don't think they're going to play finals, but they've been very impressive. And uh, but Sydney have been more impressive, and I still yeah. think Sydney will win down there. But it it will be a close game, and wouldn't surprise me if the Hawks got up. And if they did. Geez, you'd start to get a little bit of belief as a Hawks fan, which they don't, they don't need. They anymore. don't deserve it <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's too soon. Oh, God, they're good, Mister Mansell. Well, I think yeah. Look, I've tipped the Hawks because they're. I need another roughie in my Ooh. in my league. Uh, but mainly, it's just game style stuff. I think that. Um, I just think like. The, the Hawks are a little bit tougher around the contest than some of the Sydney players are. And I think that the way that, um, in particular, uh, Jaff just sprints oh, that ball. It's the best. Like, uh, the, the, basically what I saw with the, the Bulldogs game against the Swans is you don't necessarily need to be a tougher team. You just need to be able to move the ball faster than they can get their zone spread happening. Like that, the the Swans love playing octopus. To to reference that, <laughs> they are like I love watching them play because there's so much space on the ground, and they're just all stood in their in their little spots. But 
I really do think that the Hawks will be able to cut that up into pieces through the middle if they can you know, have a turnover on the 50 arc and just run it back. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be a close game, but I see the Hawks running over the top of them you know, late and, uh, and winning this in a thriller. Ooh, nice. love that. Love yeah, that. it's a good review. Uh, I'm going to tip the Swans, uh, not for any other reason than they seem to be a better side at the moment, but I love all, I love that reasoning. And me too. Almost, almost swayed me. Nearly there, swung me, dude, big time. Because Sicily in the back line as well has been immense. He's oh. such a good player. And him, in you know, taking intercepts, handling off to, to CJ and the like uh, is uh, is how they will win that game if they win it. It's exactly as you said. Yeah, it'll be a good match to watch though, because yeah, a lot of lot of talent on on both teams of, of young kids that I think is going to be big Monday. Yeah, big, big weekend of footy, Whew. and of course the last game of the round. It's the Love traditional Anzac Day clash, three twenty at the G, uh, Bombers and Collingwood. Manson. How do we? How are we feeling? How Here are we, we feeling? I'm tipping the uh, the minute silence. Uh-huh. That, uh, we're actually going to get an uninterrupted <laughs> minute this year for the first time in about five. Someone might cough because of the spicy cough, but you know, so I'm hoping not. I'm hoping not. <laughs> and you know, th- that, that way with the minute silence, the Anzac spirit will be the real winner. And, and that's what uh, it's all about. You know, it's, it's, about. it's just a game. Absolutely. It's just a game, boys. Oh man, exactly. It is just a game. <laughs> But we're here to win. <laughs> oh, uh, right. Oh, and, uh, how does that, yeah. How does that tip work in your comp? You are making the answer to this question. <laughs> Just draw. I hope. Yeah. Um, well, geez. unlike Mealy, I am a, I am a bit of a Ken Hinckley for um Ooh. for a good spanking. So I have tipped <laughs> the Bombers. Um, but do I think we're going to win? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no chance. No yeah. way. See, I reckon. They've copped a rinsing in the media. Lloyd, he's done his, you know, his thing this week where he comes out and really goes a whack. Dons, gives him a whack. He got the two best players back in the team. He got Merritt and Stringer. I think it's not... Uh, yeah, I'm surprised about that. <laughs> oh, very what, quick returns. What secret sauce have they given Well, uh, rumour has it Dr. <laughs> Dan's been skirting around the hangar and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just hiding in the car park with some needles ready to go. <laughs> ready. He's ready. He's claiming they're vaccine boosters, but we're going <laughs> to check what they are. Round four, boys. Round four. Come on. Yeah. Four, fourth boosters. <laughs> Just in time for this clash. I, I agree, though. Like, I actually think the Dons will win this game, and I hope they do because uh, I don't like Collingwood. Uh, it's a cracking game. This, is, this will be the best game of the round, no doubt, in my mind. I, I hope the Dons win. I reckon they will. I hope uh, so too. I hope so as well, but I, I'm afraid I'm going to tip Collingwood. Uh, much as it pains me to say it, they just they've been starting games well and they're pretty ferocious at it. And so I, I I'd love I'd love for and I, you know Stringer and Merritt massive ins, huge um, ins. There's a real chance that they they rest control of the Collingwood rest control of the game before before the Bombers can kind of can really can really get sink their teeth into it because it's going to take a little bit of time surely for those players. They can't you can't just come back and then. I don't know. Come back. Merritt's good enough to come back and just be amazing. I reckon. I reckon he's, yeah. he's such yeah. a good player. He's like easily the best player in, in, in the team in my eyes. One of the best and, kickers and in the league. So consistent too. So I don't reckon they'd be playing him if he's hurting. Like a, it's a quick yeah. turnaround. But look at Walsh when Walsh came back in for for your boys. The yeah, boys. he's only now come good. Yeah, but he still came back and had over twenty five touches and was like over, over thirty touches. <coughs> thirty touches. There we yeah. go. I, I went unders. I went a conservative uh, <coughs> call, but thirty on the return. So I don't see why Merritt couldn't do a similar thing and have a massive impact. Well, I think, I think more important than, than Merritt's kicking is his tackling to yeah, be fair. Yeah, I mean, Devin yeah. Smith and Merritt used to tackle, you know, about 10 a piece a game. And yeah. all of a sudden, you know, that that's changed where Smith has decided that he just doesn't really care. Very don't weird. Like it. Just doesn't like it anymore. Yeah. yeah very weird. But we don't have, we don't have Phillips, the Ruckman. Yeah. Uh, he's out. So it's just up to Draper. And I, I think that, uh, the tall timber factor is, is what is going to hurt us in the end, sadly. He's a big game player though, Draper. He's got that, yeah. like, uh, he's got that thing about him, that charisma, that, I don't know, big game energy. If we can lock him down, we can get it done. And I hope we do. Essendon, so Essendon have one Ruckman. Collingwood have one Ruckman also. Right? Brody Grunt. Yeah. yeah. And no Cox this week. No, I think Roughhead's out as well. So they've lost a couple of tolls. So mm. okay. even game. Yeah. All right, Boys. well, that's, uh, that's it for uh, another week of oh. AFL Eloquence. Big thank you to you, Alex Mansell, for coming to join us on the pod. It's well, great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Look, and thanks for having me uh, on this beautiful Anzac Day weekend to celebrate the Bombers. I, uh, 
I was invited uh, after I put together an, an enormous uh, Schadenfreude-esque um, <laughs> essay detailing the uh, the horrors that is the uh, the legacy of the Collingwood Football Club on the game that I sent uh, to you merely last year. And uh, thanks for uh, for having me on to, to discuss that. But I'm, I'm glad that we didn't because I think that it would be uh, a much better story told by you, first of all. But I also think that it would be terrible karma for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the sake of your tips and your side. And then probably the... Shit the, on Collingwood. For <laughs> yeah, we'd been alluding to this. the diggers by just like railing into Maguire for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, we got pumped by nine. The do better yeah, report. Says me right. Yeah, yeah. It's so been... I'll send you that. I look forward to hearing that in the future. All and right, I, right. I am very grateful that you, uh, you boys had me on as bloody hilarious yeah okay, come on and go it's been oh. a pleasure man thanks for coming on truly first guest in, in on the pod and uh first of first of many we'll definitely be having you back no doubt it's been really fun oh absolutely you guys need a rotating cast for yeah sure. we got to yeah. <laughs> after a while yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly you gotta change things up get the a team the b team get options uh, yeah. contingency plans what if someone gets injured yeah, yeah. exactly what is this the brooklyn nets right <laughs> <laughs> yes love that from you all right, everyone, have a good week of footy. Go Blues, go your team, have fun, and uh, go the minute silence, I guess. <laughs>